For Arizona Public Media, I'm Leslie Tolbert, Regents Professor Emerita in Neuroscience at the University of Arizona, and this is Arizona Science. Today, we're very pleased to welcome Dr. Jay Quaid, Professor in the Department of Geosciences at the University of Arizona. Jay's conducted research all over the world and often collaborates with archaeologists and anthropologists in studies of global ecological changes over millions of years. Jay, thanks very much for joining us to talk about the recent volcanic eruption near Tonga. I understand that first land was submerged under the ocean and then there was this powerful eruption. Can you take us through that? Yeah, uh, first of all, I think for geologists, this was both on schedule and surprising. The on schedule part of it was that this is the Tonga Island chain, of course, in the Southwest Pacific we're talking about, and uh, it's a series of volcanoes that have erupted up through the, the ocean and um, they have a long record of volcanism. This particular system, the Hunga, Hunga Tonga, where the eruption was, was this big eruption occurred, it's, it's only about 40 miles northeast of the capital. It had been erupting over the last, uh, I don't know, since 2015, they've been watching it and building up. The reason it's not surprising for geologists, first of all, is the location. The Tonga chain is at the place where two giant marine, uh, oceanic plates meet, and they're running straight into each other. In the interaction of these two plates, the Pacific plate is being pushed underneath the Australian plate. And as that happens, uh, the rock is pushed to depth. It uh, heats up, it melts, particularly where it interacts with water. Liquid is not dense, and so it ascends toward the surface and it erupts as a volcano. So there's a whole series of volcanoes in this chain that stretching from Samoa down to New Zealand. It's all part of the same system. And yet this was a much bigger explosion than we've seen in recent history. Yeah, that's, that's the part that wasn't on schedule at all. It's a really a one in a thousand event. It took everybody by surprise. And, but luckily, they've been closely monitoring it, so they were really able to watch the thing as it unfolded. Uh, because, as I said, the, the area has been, been erupting since 2015. What was so surprising was the size of it. Uh, when you look at the footage of it, it looks like it's just a little island sticking out of the ocean that's smoking away. But actually, it's the tip of an enormous volcano that stretches all the way down to the seafloor over a mile down. The relief on this thing is gigantic. It's, it's higher than Mount Lemmon is to the Tucson Basin. But we can't see it because it's underwater. The only part you see is the tip of the volcano. The thing that seemed to happen is that part of the magma chamber, part of the area containing the magma, it collapsed and a bunch of seawater rushed in because the tip of the volcano is underwater or nearly underwater and it rushed in. And when you mix magma with water, you're asking for trouble because you can convert it to steam, pressurize the whole thing, and it just, it literally just blew the top off the volcano. And it was the equivalent blast to a much bigger than Hiroshima, but smaller than Saint, Mount St. Helens and smaller, which is in 1980, and also smaller than Krakatoa, which is really a benchmark huge eruption in the last couple of centuries. Of course, in Indonesia, that was in 1883. And something special here is that it was in the middle of the ocean, so it triggered a huge tsunami. Yeah, well, the problem is it, it literally blew the overlying ocean off the top of the volcano and created this, this, this uh, depression in the, in, the, in, the, in the ocean, and the water rushed in, and that created the seismic waves that then propagated across the Pacific. Of course, it hit Tonga very hard. It hit the south coast of Japan. I understand it killed a couple of people in Peru. So yeah, there were far field effects. Not really strong, but there were some. But having said that, it could have been much worse. And in fact, when you look at the history of natural disasters in the area, the, the big killer seems to be uh, 
it's not the eruption itself, but it's the tsunami or the earthquakes. That's what gets a lot of people. Is there the potential for more eruptions in this area, or does it look like the energy that had been stored in the in the moving plates has now been dissipated and is not likely to result in another eruption soon? Yes, I think I think that's the feeling right now. Is it probably will continue to erupt, but not on a on a catastrophic scale. Where do you see the potential for the next eruption like this? It's places like South America. I would say New Zealand, around the, around the Pacific Rim of Fire, that's the area to watch. But I, I can't be more specific than that. But when they go off, boy, get out of the way. Yeah. Well, thanks very much, Jay. This is just fascinating to learn about what causes cataclysmic events like this. Jay Quaid is an expert in processes that have shaped Earth's land masses and ecosystems. Thanks very much. My pleasure. You can listen to this and all Arizona Science Conversations at azpm.org slash Arizona Science. I'm Leslie Tolbert.